Hi there and welcome to the inaugural version of Colour Fit Chat. I'm delighted to say we're starting with a real bang. We've got one of the godfathers of nutrition on, John Williams. He's going to be talking about rugby and supplements. So not only is he a great guest, it's brilliant timing with the World Cup being on. Now, John is one of the leaders in our field because not only can he talk the talk, because he's going to show in the post, more than anyone, I think he's walked the walk. So he's been nutritionist for a number of high-profile football clubs. He's been head of nutrition for Welsh Rugby Union for over 10 years, overseeing numerous Six Nations, Grand Slams, and recently ranked world number one side. And on top of all that, he's also the founder of PAS, which are a leading sports nutrition brand. They've got a huge array of products, all in form sport for peace of mind and the protein bars are just a joke. I'm addicted to them. So remember, we want you to get involved. So please leave your comments or use the hashtag ColourFitChat on any of the posts. Once a post is finished, I'll leave a couple of minute gap for you to add your comments. And then once all the posts have done, we'll invite open questions. And then again, we'd love you for you to get involved using the hashtag ColourFitChat. And myself and John will have around 20 minutes doing our best to answer any queries you have. So on to the show. Hi, I'm John Williams, performance nutritionist for the Welsh Rugby Union, managing director of pro athlete supplementation. Been working in pro sport for the last 20 years and I'm delighted to be here on Calafet answering questions on nutrition with you for the next hour. Question number one, mistakes I made when I started work as a performance nutritionist. Now, bear in mind I've done this for 20 years, there's probably been quite a few mistakes along the way. Uh, firstly, let's state that nutrition is not an exact science in terms of it's still an evolving science. And I think that we're still learning a lot about just how nutrition works and also in terms of performance. We do, however, have some good solid research that we can use to impact performance and recovery. And this is where your basis is when you start out in nutrition. Probably the biggest thing I, I did wrong, really, um, when I first started, I spent a huge amount of time taking food diaries, 24-hour recalls, analysing that in terms of what nutritionally athletes were taking in, and then providing new diet plans. And to do that for a team of 30, 40 athletes is a huge amount of time. When you go and work in a new club, your first job should be to be controlled the environment. Let's just get breakfast right. Let's get lunch right. Let's get the recovery snacks right. Give it the biggest bang for your buck. That's going to have the biggest performance benefit. In addition to that, you're also going to be educating athletes by providing new options of breakfast and lunch, new snacks, new smoothie options. You're showing them what they can do back home anyway. So that would be my major tip for any new um, nutritionist starting out there. Control the environment, work to improve that and make sure that everything they see on a daily basis is as good as it can be. If you can do that, athletes will start coming to you looking for advice. Then when you're trying to impact what works in the house, at home and eating out, it's a lot easier. So focus on the environment, make it work right. Question number two, periodizing the game week. So for me, from the final whistle, we swap into recovery mode. So before players even actually walk off the pitch, I'm looking to provide them with some sort of recovery drink. And for me, it's a carbohydrate electrolyte amino acid drink. Something very light, very easy to consume. I think one of the worst things you can do is try and get a real heavy protein shake down athletes before they even walk off the pitch. The blood's still flowing, the adrenaline's flowing. It needs to be something light, 
something which hydrates as well but also we give them some nutrients for muscle repair so from the final whistle we go into recovery mode and we're looking to refill muscle glycogen we're looking to rehydrate we're looking to provide protein amino acids for muscle repair obviously if it's football or rugby there's been soft contact issue there's damage to muscle we need amino acids for muscle repair we're also looking to reduce inflammation obviously things that will help with our antioxidants and polyphenols and we're also looking to aid sleep as well a lot of athletes struggle to sleep after games now there's a number of interventions to do that and like i said the first thing we start with is that carb electrolyte amino acid drink as soon as they walk off the pitch or obviously if they've been subbed they're on the bench they get given that then when they come into the dressing room we're looking to follow up that process with a recovery smoothie which will have some form of tart cherry it'll have whey protein possibly colostrum in it some berries and then it's either usually mixed in milk or if an athlete doesn't tolerate milk very well almond or coconut milk there's also a wide range of recovery snacks recovery foods something to suit everybody so in terms of your recovery week that can go on for 72 hours after that we switch into performance mode where you're looking at sodium citrate you're looking at hydration carbohydrate manipulation caffeine to really maximize performance Question number three, the best supplements for muscle growth. Quite an easy one. Number one, whey protein. Whey protein has been consistently shown to be the most effective protein compared to casein, compared to soy, compared to pea protein, rice protein, whatever you want in terms of muscle growth. And that's probably down to the branching content, the amino acid content, but predominantly the leucine content. Whey protein is a great all-rounder though. You, you can use it as a nighttime protein. You just simply mix it with milk to slow the release down. So for me, whey protein is your number one choice when it comes to building muscle as an all-rounder. It's low fat, it's low carbohydrate, and in the majority of people, it's very well tolerated, very well digested. Secondly, creatine. Creatine is the most researched supplement out there in terms of safety, its efficacy. It increases lean muscle, it improves strength, improves explosive power, it improves repeated uh, sprint ability, speed ability. So for your football, your rugby, it's it's good for everybody. There's also some really good exciting research on it may be actually helpful in concussion as well. So creatine, uh, particularly with our athletes, we don't load. We tend to start them on a low dose and then maintain all season. And then thirdly, a product which I've developed, AGF1, which is to improve hormonal profile. Many experts will tell you testosterone products don't work. Personally, I don't formulate and sell any products that I don't believe in. So my AGF1 is something which I've got thousands of athletes back in, in terms of how it works. And trust me, if you're struggling to add lean muscle, AGF1 is something to add into the mix. Question number four, what is a food, what is a supplement, what, what needs to be tested by, by informed sport or batch tested? It's a contentious issue, it's a grey issue, but I think it's something that athletes need guidance on and, and people need to be definitive on it. Let's let's be straight here. If something is made in a food factory, whether it's a yogurt, whether it's a milkshake, whether it's ice cream, just because now we're calling it a high-protein yogurt or high-protein milkshake, uh, high-protein milk is nonsense, but there we go. Um, ultimately, the ingredients which are in there have probably been used anyway in the food industry for many years. 
that doesn't mean it now becomes a risk in terms of supplement safety and contamination so for me something that is made on site where other supplements are manufactured is where there's potential issue if it's made in a food-based factory under food guidelines food hygiene food standards i don't consider it an issue and i don't tell my athletes that whether it's halo top or way hay ice cream for example that they need to be tested so let, let's be straight there yogurts cereals they can be classed as food now you could argue within my range we do protein cookies we do protein flapjacks do they really need to be tested well they do because it's got a ps label on it so in terms of liability that we have made a decision that everything we make is tested for sport so therefore that it just falls in part of the range so just just use some common sense if it's a food product it doesn't need to be tested if it is a supplement if it is a protein bar and then it's made on site with other ingredients are a potential risk it needs to be tested thank you